When I was a kid, me and my sister, we played a game where we pretended to chase monsters away. I'd say, no monster's gonna get you when I'm here. Then a real monster showed up. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lugdell Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing Arcane, the new Netflix television series based off of the Arcane League of Legends. Arcane 2021, the adult animated streaming television series. It is set in the League of Legends universe. The series was announced at the League of Legends 10th anniversary celebration. It was produced by a French animation studio, Fort Nietzsche. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Sorry. Under the supervision of Riot Games. It is set in the past relative to the League of Legends universe. Arcane serves as a prequel to the game and retells the origin stories of several characters from Piltover and Zion. Like the game on uh like the game on which it is based. The series is aimed for a uh, over 16 audience. So We are discussing the new Netflix uh, arcane television series with no knowledge of the actual game. So sorry about that. (laughs) You know, I'm not one of the the arcane diehards of this series, but I had heard some um, positive reviews and some positive things coming from the uh, the series. I was like, okay, so I, I heard it was a good television series and not only that, it was a good uh, animated television series, which means they had probably had it in production for a minute. Um, I wanted to give it a chance. Arcane has received universal acclaim from critics who praised its animation story, world building, characters, and voice acting, which I pretty much agree with all across the board. The 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 cons of this uh, show are very minimal, and I don't think you have to go into it knowing hardly anything about the television, uh, sorry, about the game at all, um, considering I had no idea about the game. I just know it was like some sort of game that everybody was streaming on Twitch and it looked like, you know, battles fighting other, ba- you know, wars and wars and people fighting battles from like a third point of view. And it didn't look like this sort of style. So um, when I saw this, I was pretty surprised um, of how much that, they were saying this was based off of League of Legends. I was like, oh, okay. And people that have seen it, they're like, maybe I should check out the game. But I don't, I'm not going to be one of those people at this point. Don't have enough time. Um, but this does have me hooked for a second season with saying that. Uh, covering the genres of action, adventure, drama, science, fantasy, and steampunk. It does remind me of uh, a little bit of Korra. Um you know, the legend of avatars, uh, or, sorry, the legend, the, the avatar, uh, series follow up Korra, um, and kind of the same aesthetic in a way it is taking 
what looks like the same type of CGI rendering on the animation as they did for uh, the What If series on Disney+. And I think this one is a little bit more better rendered. I'm not sure if it's just because we're seeing more adult animation, we're seeing the blood, we're seeing the the repercussions of them getting hit. And, you know, I felt the problem with the CGI on the characters in What If, they would get punched, and they no no scratches, no nothing. On this, there are actual repercussions to what happened in the story, um, and that's why I kind of like the this uh, this show. I think that it's way more adult in the storytelling. It's in some parts kind of uh, it's got real dramatic elements of it that I wouldn't expect to be seen in an adaptation. For one thing let alone uh, in an animation. There's not many times that you get this kind of dramatic uh, storytelling in animation that I think that can really uh, grasp you. But I think this one uh, really hit it on all cylinders. For this, uh, we have... Uh, some have noted that the series appealed to both casual viewers and uh, fans who have... Uh, casual viewers who have never played... League of Legends and longtime fans of the game. It has set the record as Netflix's highest rated series so far within a, a week of its premiere, ranking first on Netflix uh, top 10 chart in 52 countries and ranked second on the chart in the United States. So it's doing pretty good worldwide. Um, on November 20th, 2021, following the conclusion of Arcane's first season, Riot Games and Netflix announced that there'd be a second season. Uh, and it was in production uh, for post twenty twenty two release, and I'm I'm hooked for the second season. I'm I'm pretty much in, and I think the interesting thing that they've done, I've already seen that Netflix is starting to offer games through the Netflix platform. You can play games on your remote control or something like that. Um, I'm sure they're going to eventually have like game controllers and stuff. I wonder if they're going to eventually kind of tie a League of Legends game to Netflix and what they're doing. Um, it really has my eyes open for more possibilities of what's going to happen with storytelling, especially with with this type of series, because it is a hit. It is getting renewed for a second season and it's already got a game that it's based off of. It would be think of. If like uh, Game of Thrones was animated and it was already based off a game, that's essentially what I kind of was relating this with the different tiers of hierarchy and uh, uh, the classes and stuff like that. Like, you know, you have the highborns and the round tables and then you have the lowborns and then there's the people in the middle and then there's kerfuffles and scuffles between and that. It's ba this is basically the classism divide. Uh for this show, I was really, I was really surprised about how much they were able to, um, uh, you know, ring that as the story. I was like, this, I'm, I'm pretty hooked. And they have this new development of uh, what is called like hex tech, and it's basically new way to, uh, new way of creating energy and stuff like that can sustain all different types of things from power to defenses to uh, anything that the city would need, really. So I really do think that 
the most interesting part of um the show are the fact that we have strong motivations for all of the characters. All of the characters are very interesting. Um, highly Haley Steinfeld uh, coming to voice uh, Violet as V. Um, her sister is played by Ella Purnell, uh, who's Powder slash Jinx. Um, Kevin Alejandro as Jace Towles. Uh, Kate Leong as Kate Caitlin Kierman and uh, Harry Lloyd as Victor. Uh, Jason's uh, Spysack as Silco. Reed Shannon as Echo. And uh, of course, we have a pretty interesting side cast as a supporting cast as well. So with saying that what makes this show good, what makes it pop, what makes it um, work is they take the first three episodes. I'm only going to really talk about the first episode and then the last episode. Um, but with saying it, the first three episodes are the premise of the show. So if you're a little bit unsure if you like the show, give it at least the first three episodes because that's really the prelude to what the full story is. And then um, the follow-up is the following six episodes because there's only nine episodes in the whole series. And I was thinking that there was 10 watching it, and I was so excited for when I was watching the end of the ninth episode. I was like, oh, I got one more episode. And I was like – and I was trying to go to the next episode. I don't know why it sounds like I'm stepping on some, uh, fruit or something, but I was trying to go to the next episode and I was like, what the fuck? And then I go to the, the uh, episode list and I'm like, nine episodes. Oh my God. So I was uh, not too happy about that initially, but I was like, I, well, you hooked me, I guess it cliffhangered my ass. And uh, yeah, I was, I was hooked for a second season. But knowing that it takes the first three episodes to really engulf you into what the story is, because I don't think the first episode is a great interpretation of how dark and deep this series can really go. So um, what do we have? The premise amidst the es escalating unrest between the advanced utopian city of Piltover and Squalid. Uh, I'm going to get some of these names wrong. I, I apologize. The repressed city, the repressed undercity of Zaun, sisters Vi and Jinx find themselves on opposing sides of a war over twisting ideologies of arcane technology. And so we are taking the most interesting characters from this world in this premise. So we're taking the two frontiered leaders, Vi and Jinx, who are on opposing sides of uh, the next generation of this technology because the Undercity is kind of getting underserved from a classism divide. Um, and they are not, they don't feel like they're getting their equal share essentially. And so they're starting to have this kind of revolt in a way they, they want to, they're, they're on the civil unrest happening in, uh, the undercity, but it's the, uh, Piltover, the utopian, the utopian city 
uh, has these individuals that, you know, are sitting at the table that are making all the big decisions for the kingdom, essentially, but they are also in control of the technology. And so we get to sit in the uh, the co-pilot seat, I guess, with the two separate, very interesting um, scientists who are responsible for creating this technology. And it's, I think the opposing ideologies are what make this so interesting is because not only are we following the two sisters, which I feel like it very much, the, the show is portraying as, you know, punch them up, beat them up kind of this over the top type action. But there are real scenes where, you know, we're, we're sitting down with the scientists and they're having legitimate conversations. There is actual love making in this uh, series. There is actual, uh, adult conversations that are happening in this uh in the story i was very surprised about how adult this world uh was drawn out they they didn't really half-ass it even down to like the types of drugs that they're doing that the drugs that they're ingesting you know not really a spoiler alert i'm not sure if it's in the marketing but the drugs uh there, I mean, there, there's clearly like this undercoding of the drugs are overtaking uh, the the lower society, and it. I was just like, oh shit, this is not even being subtle about it. Um. So, anyways, the undercity is looking for uh, somewhat of a leader in a way, and this is where Silco comes in, and so. Let's hop into the first episode before we really get into some serious spoilers. But that's essentially the the premise. We are in the co-pilot seat of the two scientists that are on the forefront of the revolution of making this brand new technology that is going to change the face of everything. And then we have the the upper class versus the lower class. You know, how is the struggle divide and the classism divide going to affect that? And um, on top of that, there's this uh, rivalry between um, the two sisters, Vi and Jinx. Um, and this really big revenge plot underneath it as well. So let's hop into the first episode of Arcane, episode one. And like I said, really, I should probably talk about the first three episodes just because that's kind of how they're uh, how they are. Uh, wrapped up as a whole, as a story. I felt like the first three episodes are, but we really don't have time to do all that. So we're just going to do the first one. But just know that if you watch the first episode and you're not completely hooked, go at least to the third episode. The end of the third episode will leave you in a way like, I got to know what's happening next. So let's talk about the first one um, and continue on with the Imagine Dragons. I, what is the hate? Where's the hate coming from with the Imagine Dragon sh uh, shit? I was still kind of floored about that. Um, <laughs> everyone hates Imagine Dragons like they're fucking modern day Nickelback. But I kind of liked Radioactive. I like some of their songs, but I mean, I was getting a little bit like, all right, we don't really need to see an animated Imagine Dragons, but whatever. Oh, uh, whatever. He's better be. 
I just feel like the, the sometimes the words are just like a little bit too on the nose. Um, anyways, here is episode one of Arcane. Welcome to the playground. Years before the present, rebels from the repressed undercity of Zaun um, march across a bridge into Piltover, resulting in the brutal pushback of the Piltover enforcers. During the ensuing violence, sisters Powder and Vi find their parents dead in the rumble, rubble and are taken in by Vander, the leader of the failed rebellion. In the present, Vi and Powder rob a Piltover penthouse with their adopted brothers Milo and Clegor. Powder steals a set of magic crystals and accidentally shatters one of one when the owner of the penthouse returns. The resulting explosion destroys a large potion of the building and alerts enforcers to their presence, whom they narrowly escape. Returning to the Undercity, the siblings encounter Deckard and his thugs while they beat them in a fistfight. Powder is chased and loses the loot. Vander, now a barman and a de facto leader of much of the Undercity, scolds the children for their carelessness and attempts to smooth over things, smooth things over with Grayson, the enforcer sheriff. Vi berates Milo for calling Powder a jinx and reassures her sister that things will get better. In the lowest parts of the Undercity, Crime Lord Silco extracts information from Deckard and tests a new mutagen known as Shimmer. And so this is really the the prelude prelude for what's happening in the story. It is almost showing it would be like reading the first chapter or maybe even the first two pages of the first of this entire book of a story. Um, I was watching this and I was like, okay, this is this is uh, interesting. The animations um a lot more in-depth and more detailed, and it seems like it took a longer to do than what, what they did on What If, and that's kind of what my my brain was navigating this type of animation to, like, what Disney was doing on What If, and I was like, What If was entertaining but looked unfinished in compared to this. This is what we really felt had an in-depth story. It uh, wasn't really spoon-feeding you, Um and it just kind of trusted you to watch the show, continuing on, watching um, what these kids were doing. And I didn't know that there was going to be eventually a time jump in the next couple episodes because I thought we were going to be watching kids the whole time. I was like, oh, this is going to be like one of those uh, kid shows where young adults are kind of rediscovering this crazy city and all this crazy stuff is happening. It's not that it, it, it starts off as feeling like this young, ambitious, uh, show that, you know, has all these young bride, bright eyed kids, but it turns really dark. It turns dark in ways I was not expecting. So, um, we are introduced to the, the the parents, the parents, what happened to the parents. We're introduced to um, 
the the adopted brothers Milo and Clagor, and we that's really the ensuing uh, lifestyle that we understand that Powder and Vi have grown up in, and. Uh, really can't talk about it too much more without going into the third episode, at least, or the fourth episode um, of the the big time jump. But, um, yeah, this is really just setting it up. And if you are not sure if you like the show at this point, watch it to the third episode and then come back and then you'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah, it, 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 it legitimately bumps it up. And you can tell that it's kind of uh, dark with how the, the crime lord Silco is carrying himself, sounding like Loki or something like that. Um, but there, you can see the, um, resulting motivations that, you know, the betrayals and the things that have happened to Silco that takes him to this point, the things that are going to happen to the sisters that are going to take them to a certain point. Um, so we, Really can't talk too much more about it without going into the final episode, but be sure to check out the final episode. We are going to review it. Be sure to check out luckydogpodcast.com. Uh, luckydogpodcast.com uh, will have the entire review and we'll have uh, first episode and 10th episode coverage, and you'll get all of that stuff first. Patreon.com slash luckydogpodcast for the Patreon exclusives, full library, get early reviews, get a full podcast and all that good stuff. So, um, we are going to hop into the final episode, and of course, thank you for listening, watching Look It Up podcast. Still, sisters, nothing is ever going to change that. 